Welcome back. Mailing Podcast, live from Austin, Texas, uh, after a week off, which was, we were supposed to have a special guest. Special guest couldn't make the day that we were trying to get her for, so she'll be on a future episode of the Mailing Podcast. So thanks for bearing with us. But this week, we have co-host, the lovely Sally DeFries back in town. Sally, how are you doing? I'm great. I was in town. I just was you, you had a Yeah, there was a work, work conflict. That's correct. Was, but you know. It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, what do you think of the studio progress thus far? Uh, it looks great. Will and I came here on Sunday and checked, mm-hmm. did a little, little tour check-in. Sure. Uh, I asked him what y'all are going to do about soundproofing the glass walls. So I think the idea currently, I might, I might be telling tales out of school in front of Randy here. I think there's a curtain system that's going to be put in. Oh, Okay. That's sort of like a heavy, like a almost like I didn't a blackout know if like had curtain. ordered special, like bulletproof, soundproof glass. Have you ever tried to get something framed with museum glass? Mm, possibly. And I don't know. It's like a down payment on a house. Oh no. Yeah. So no, gla- like soundproof glass would put us back uh, company wise for like the next five years if we were to soundproof like two hundred square feet of glass. Yeah. But. In theory, we could do it. But you can just hang curtains instead. So we're going to get normal glass and hang some curtains, and I think we're going to be good to go. But are no, you going to get these new curtains, or are we keeping these two short curtains? Uh, I hope we burn those, actually. Those are those are Randy's babies, though. So Sorry, um, Randy. Unfortunately. I don't shit <laughs> no, I believe there's a uh, an entirely new studio coming Okay, that is going to fix those problems. I'm looking forward to it. Keep an eye out. Um, how was your Memorial Day weekend? It was great. We did nothing. It okay. was amazing. Did you I mean, do... we did stuff, but we didn't, we were originally going to be out of town and we canceled it right? because we'd spent too much time out of town in May and I wanted to be at my house. So we got some house projects done. Okay. Had a little date night. Nice. Sans child. And where'd you go? We went to Jeffrey's, which was a treat. Still haven't been. Dylan and you and Will, I feel like do Jeffries more than like it's one of your it's one of your tops. Well, we it's kind of like a special occasion place for us, okay. you know. So I, we always do it at Christmas, and then that's right. You guys have the we Christmas try to rest. do it for like a for anniversaries and birthdays and stuff like that. Speaking of, I had a birthday. I know. Happy birthday! Thank to you. you. Thank what you. Twenty eight. You, you went to like Nacogdoches. Nacogdoches. Mm-hmm. Nacogdoches. Nacogdoches. I've been saying it. Uh, it's unclear how I say it. I, I can't. I have to be on the spot. I can't think about it. But it was very fun. How drive was that? Uh, Four hours-ish. Okay. Through some of the smaller towns I've ever seen in my life. What is, I'm going to just assume by odds only, Lake Nacogdoches is probably a damned river, correct? Damned river, yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, But big enough that you can boat, uh, boat of any size slash. Yeah personal watercraft slash uh, tube, do anything. Did you go tubing? We did not go tubing. We just, just boated around. I'm a big, uh, big like drive the boat guy. Yeah. So if, if friends want to, you know, friends want to drink, friends want to have, you be on the lily pad stuff. I like to be the boat driver. I've grown up driving boats and something about, uh, something about being around a boat. I'm like, I'd I'd like to drive it. So I appreciate that as somebody who doesn't know how to drive a boat. Mm -hmm. They're not typically very hard to, 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 drive it's yeah. just you gotta be you gotta be careful be cognizant of your surroundings we i think i've talked about this before but we went to a bachelorette party in chicago okay 
for one of my girlfriends who used to live in Chicago and now lives in Houston, but we like went back, it was fall and we rented a pontoon boat and like cruised the Chicago river. Ooh. Okay. And we thought that that was going to come with a driver. It did not. It did not. So thankfully somebody on the bachelorette knew how to drive a boat and had like a license to drive a boat. <laughs> And drove the boat for us while the rest of us got hammered. And we were like weaving in and out of those giant architecture boat tour boats, <laughs> like on the Chicago River. Were I don't like, I, like, I actually don't know that that was like, I mean, it was legal, I guess, but we were the smallest boat out there by far. Wow. And Chicago River is no joke. Like that's, it's narrow and there's, there's not a lot of room for error. No, Chicago and like river. there's, it's, it was definitely like kind of choppy. I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, it's like, and it oh, was boy. like, it was like. I don't know, 60 degrees out, and we were just like hammered on this pontoon boat. Were you guys being uh, in any way at all obnoxious towards the other boats on the river, perhaps? Absolutely. We were <laughs> blasting music, like our playlist from college, mm -hmm. which like obviously had Jordan Sparks, No Air. Oh, wow. With Chris That's Brown. a good one. And, uh, Did it have the, you guys pregame to fix you on there? We definitely played oh, fix God. you on there. That was that group in college. Such I would absolutely recommend that. You rent your own pontoon boat on the Chicago River if you're if you're able. I will note they, it. I'm gonna they put may that, not let people do that anymore. To <laughs> I'm gonna be put honest. that in the episode description. Speaking of, did you know that um, as a potential jet ski owner myself, they're banned on Lake Austin Memorial Day weekend? I think that I did know that. I think that big holiday weekends they ban them. Uh, that is actively curtailing my jet ski um, craving. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I. Um, well, Will and I have both talked about the like the jet ski, or really it was a, it was a sea doo uh, that was just abandoned by our apartment for like a year. Right. The the it's refurbishable. I mean, it's gone now. I don't. Somebody. Oh really? Somebody Somebody's had our idea that. and took it and refurbished it, mm -hmm. or it was part of a drug deal, which is what I always thought it was. Ah, um, I see. But I think they do. They ban a lot of personal watercrafts and stuff like that during mm -hmm. Memorial Day. It's almost even during Memorial Day and like 4th of July and Labor Day, it's not even worth like wake surfing, wakeboarding, it, it, et cetera. It's, it's so, too busy. So busy, so choppy. Yeah. Unless you like, unless your one goal is to get out to the cove, like party cove. Yeah. It's just too choppy to do anything. And you can go it. out, but it has to be early, early, early in the morning and you mm -hmm. have to be way, that's when I was seeing like wake surfing boats come like, go in and out yep. by our apartment. It's like early in the morning because people, otherwise you just don't, it's not worth it. You know what Will brought up the other day is that it's it's funny that right after your place, after the dam, mm -hmm. there's a lot more algae problems than like dogs can't swim, but above the dam where you guys are, there's like no problems at all. Yeah. I don't know how, how that works. I don't either. If you want to know how this podcast works, and listen to it every week by subscribing on iTunes and following on Spotify. Hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write it in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail In Podcast. Sally, are you ready for the first one? We are ready. Two-part question here. Here we go. Part one, what are the things to take advantage of when your significant other is out of town on a work trip? Making ordering food they don't like, sleeping in the middle of the bed, watch new shows, etc. And part two of this question, I'm Alan Crew. I recently finished grad school and want to do a solo trip. What are your top solo trip locations and activities? So questions are, 
what do you do when your significant other is out of town? And what do you do when you're out of town without your significant other, Sally? Um, this is a little different now because I have a kid. Do you so have a child when now. he's out of town, I'm left with Fritz. So that doesn't like <laughs> really change a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I mostly just uh, watch TV and nap like a whole lot. You're a big nap person. I love nap. Okay. I had a such a good nap earlier while Fritz napped. I was, I had even texted Will. It was like 10 o'clock. And I was like, <laughs> should I do some fasted cardio? Because I hadn't eaten anything Ooh. yet. Or should I nap? Oh. And then I was like, I'm going to just sit in bed until I know Fritz is down. Then I'll go do a Peloton. No, I fell asleep. I fell asleep so hard. I was doing that thing where I knew I needed to wake up, but in my dream, I couldn't open my eyes. So I was like talking to people, but my eyes were just closed. What? That's like, that's like my recurring dream is that when I know that I need to wake up, like subconsciously, especially from naps and stuff, I'll be dreaming that I'm talking to people and like going about my life, but I can't open my eyes. Because it's like too bright or I'm too tired. Are you, so are you consciously dreaming then? Like, can you control what you're saying? No, but like okay. when I wake up, I'll be like, oh, it's, I could, like I needed to wake up. That's wild. Yeah. Anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, normally when Will goes out of town, which is like not as often as it used to happen, but I will like order takeout, veg around, mm-hmm. not do anything usually let dishes pile up in the sink because i'm gross and like that's it i don't even like i don't even make an effort usually to like be like let's go do something with like my girlfriends or my sisters Mm -hmm. i'm just like no i'm gonna be alone just total total relaxed mode yeah see this is me like every weekend because i have a long distance girlfriend so for me it's i think they mentioned like making slash ordering food they don't like Caroline loves Thai food and Indian food, and I'm just like anti-spice, so I just get to eat. Caroline like- and I should order together because Will actually Will's kind of come around on Indian food, but he will not. I mean, he he also will do Thai food, but like not near as often as I want to do it. Right. Like right. I would do it every other day. Yep. Will wants to do it like maybe once every quarter. Yeah, that's that's about right. And I do like the most simple pad. Right, he thai gets there a pad is. thai. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I want the drunken noodles. I want the the curries i want all of it yeah but i mean i feel like there's a like the the stigma would be like oh i can go out and like not have to hang out with my significant other for the weekend and just like get crazy but i just you're more of a a nap and veg person yeah i my friends and i used to call it slugging okay slugging like i guess that's also the term for that skincare thing but we used Is that where to, you put Vaseline on your face yeah, at night? Yeah, that's where you put Vaseline on your face. We used to, like, post-college, when I was in my mid-20s, would, like, if we were, like, slugging, we would literally just go buy a shit ton of candy, usually, like, sour candy, and then make, like, a pallet on the ground and just, like, lay on the ground in the dark, eating candy and watching, like, mm-hmm. you know, investigation Whatever, discovery yeah. documentaries. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Uh, how that's, about, I feel like that's the issue when you are, when somebody goes out of town, 
you can't like just watch TV. Like you can't just jump ahead on a series because they'll get pissed at you. See, that's that's a big relationship thing. Is, yeah. is do you need to be exactly at the same spot in a Netflix series? Well, if you're me, you have to, and then uh, Will will fall asleep, and then you want to jump ahead, but it mm-hmm. takes you four years to get through something because he falls asleep through every episode. Shots, shots fired. Yeah, I believe Will is within earshot of this conversation yeah, I don't as care well. That he knows. <laughs> uh, how about out of town when you when you are the one out of town? To for like for me, sleeping on a hotel bed is like one of my favorite things. Oh my to god, do. it's great. It's the best. I turn on like Discovery Channel. Used to watch Survivor Man at hotels all the time or Sports mm-hmm. Center until two o'clock in the morning. And just like enjoy the fresh sheets. A nice daily. hotel bed is like, that's what I aspire my regular Your, bed to be like. Uh, best hotel bed, go. Uh, the best one is where we got married, Montage Laguna Beach. Ooh. They just have fluffy as hell, like comforters, feather bed. It's delightful. Uh, for me, it's the Kimpton in New York City. Okay. Kimpton Aventi on 6th Ave. Unbelievable. Wow. Can't explain it. Yeah. I'm more of a firm firm pillow guy though. And they they help me out there. Yeah. I have to ask for them a lot. Because hotel pillows are, are they can be just too too fluffy. Like too you can just decompress them. As someone who just bought pillows last them, week, do you sleep on your side? Yeah. That's why you need a firm pillow. Makes sense. So soft pillows are for stomach sleepers. Medium pillows are for back sleepers. And then firm to extra firmer for side sleepers. Because really? you need the like you need Extra your head to be to be like in line yeah. with your neck. Huh? Yeah. So I sleep on my side and my stomach. So we mm-hmm. just ordered new pillows. because All of ours are like really old and gross. So we got some feather firm side sleeper ones. And then we got some like medium ones because I like to sleep on my stomach, but I don't like nothing. I need like a little bit more than soft, you know? Yeah. Uh, are you a body pillow person? Yes and no. I had one when I was pregnant. Or it was a pregnancy pillow that like unzipped <laughs> okay. this like it was like a whole like U-shaped thing that would go around you. And I like kind of used it. It was just impossible to get comfortable when I was pregnant. But okay. now half of it will honestly use this oh. all the time. Mm-hmm. I I would. Like sometimes at ho- hotels will have a, a body pillow or something like that. Mm-hmm. Big fan. Big yeah. fan. Because I always have to you have to have like a leg up, arm over type of thing. It's huge yeah. for that. That's pillow pillow talk on the uh on the mail in. Um, speaking of hotel beds, what about, uh, solo trips? What do you mean? This, the second part of this question. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like sleep. I, I, if I'm on a solo trip, Uh I am just sprawl, like sprawled out hotel bed. But I meant like, what about locations besides the one Kimpton in New York? Oh, uh, location doesn't matter to me. Like on a solo trip, I want to do. Pretty much one thing is that is eating cool places and drinking cool places. Yeah. You're not going to catch me on like a solo hike around like Torrey Pines Golf Course or San Diego. Okay. If anything, I'm hiking to a cool like restaurant that overlooks an ocean or I am skiing to a cool like opera scene. Yeah. I... Couldn't really care less about solo. So like, you just don't care where it is. You just want good food and people watching. I think that's I, I think that's what I've realized more as I've gotten older is that traveling is just like how cool can your next food and drink experience be? I mean that's that's, a that's lot kind of, of like in a nutshell why I want to travel anywhere. That's a lot of what Will and I do. Like when we travel <laughs> yeah. places, I'm like, all we did was like go to different restaurants. Like we didn't 
see anything. <laughs> right. Like I, you're not going to catch me on like a walking tour of downtown Montreal to see cool, like historic sites. I think that there, most cities are, if you are comfortable sitting at a bar or mm -hmm. in a restaurant by yourself and people watching, I think many cities can be absolutely okay for solo. A hundred percent. That's what, you know, what's funny is a old friend of mine, Riggs, at Barstool says every city looks the same in the dark if you're just going from an airport to a hotel to a steakhouse. Mm -hmm. It's like St. Louis looks the same as New York, looks the same as Pittsburgh, looks the same as Scottsdale. Like if you're just doing one thing in a city, they all look the same. So I like that's why I like to do it in cooler locations, like a tiki bar on a beach or like an authentic like fried catfish place in the bayou, yeah. golf course that you can't uh, you know, the clubhouse there. So yeah, I think for me, it would be like skiing and golf would be the recreation I want to want to do solo. Right. And eating and drinking are the only other solo activities besides having a cool hotel bed slash view. Yeah. I think that's kind of it for me on solo trips. With a group though, it'd be fun to do stuff. Yeah. Like rent a boat or paddleboard or CA, like a Cubs game in Chicago type of thing. I think that's when you can get more into the group activities. But solo, I want to eat and drink at cool bars and restaurants and ski or golf. Well, and arguably you can go if there's like, if you're like a bucket list, like restaurant person, not even if you're a foodie, but you just like want to go somewhere, it's a lot easier to get in. If you're by yourself, you can just like yeah, go to the bar. What's the, what's the nicest restaurant you've ever been to? Like, like any Michelin kind of stuff? Yeah, we did a couple in London. Um, London. We did. Okay, we didn't go to Sketch, which is three Michelin stars, mm, okay. and eat there. We just went and met our friends at the bar, and then Will okay. and I were like, we should have gone here. Uh, we also went to up. We went to the restaurant at the Five Farms in Scotland, which was probably one of the nicer restaurants we've been to. Um. Mm -hmm. The the restaurant we got married at is probably the most expensive meal that I've ever had. Just because of that, you guys gotta like every year you gotta go back to that hotel and just be like, money doesn't money doesn't exist this weekend. It's monopoly. Yeah, money. but it's getting hard to do that. <laughs> it's Fritz. getting it's getting really hard to say that. Wait till Fritz starts getting like real meals too. Uh -huh. It's like, oh man. At least yeah. there's kids' meals. No, with inflation and the cost of travel, it's getting hard to make that excuse to go back. Honestly. You hear about lunchflation? No, what's lunchflation? That's just prices for lunch are going up. I mean, yeah, everything, the price of everything is going up. I have to go get gas after this. I'm like, I hit go. my first, my first $100 gas the other day. I, I don't was, know that was, I'll ever, well, no, I don't, it would take a lot for me to pay $100 for gas. I think to fill up my car probably currently costs like $70. Okay. That's fair. Jeep. Jeeps notoriously have just gigantic gas tanks. So I get yeah. like 22 gallons if I'm going no, total full. No, I think mine mine holds like 15 or 16. So okay. I guess right now it would be like 60 bucks. Okay. You know, if, if you're uh, concerned about inflation or you're trying to kind of get a hold of your finances, mm -hmm. you ever hear about this SoFi, Sally? I, I have. SoFi has been such a cool revelation in my life. Because it's sort of become my, my all-in-one financial services platform from banking to investing to um, retirement kind of ideas. They refinance student loans, which is how I found them. 
They refinance student loans, and they have a cool stadium in Los Angeles. Mm. Um, and understanding investing, as we know, can get really confusing when people keep using terms like, I don't know, meme stocks, maybe yeah. altcoins, shilling. That's just that's that's Twitter speak these days in, in the financial world. And SoFi's here to help you out because with all the jargon flying around, it can be hard to figure out how to start investing. And that's where SoFi, what SoFi is gonna help you do. Getting your money right is easier with SoFi, the first investing platform to offer stocks, ETFs automated investing, and cryptocurrency too, all in one app. I'm a SoFi user. I mean, so I am I. I don't know if I can say what I invested in, but I don't think I can, but I'll, I'll put it this way. I bought an ETF the other day using my SoFi cash. Really? Yeah, an exchange-traded fund in an industry that I believe is going to be the future of uh, XYZ industry. Wow. I, I don't think I can say exactly what it is, but the process was extremely easy. Uh, no commissions on trading stocks and ETF, no account fees, no hidden fees, and you can get uh, or you can use fractional shares, Sally. That's like if a share of company X costs 100 bucks, you can buy a fractional share for as little as five bucks of that. So you can get 120th of a share. Yeah. Super cool. Um, and that's, that's to buy like brand name stocks if you don't have a couple grand lying around, right? Complimentary financial planners are also ready to help with any questions, whether you're stuck on where to start or need help deciding what to do next. You can save for retirement too, like we mentioned, traditional Roth and SEP IRAs. Get hands-on too with active investing or let SoFi's number one ranked automated investing tool, aka a robo-advisor, take the stress out of building and managing a diversified polio, portfolio Excuse me, by doing it right for you. So, so if you want to build a down payment for a house, if you want to build for retirement, maybe a lake house, maybe a jet ski that your boy might be in the market for. Got way too close again to purchasing one. Uh, SoFi can help. You set a goal, quarterly auto rebalancing, no management fee, and you're good to go. Cut through the jargon and make investing easier with SoFi. Visit SoFi.com slash mail to learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open an account. That's SOFI.com slash M-A-I-L. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Right for the next one? Mm-hmm. My boyfriend and I have been together for six years, living together for four. He recently took it upon himself to sell our house, and now I'm living with my parents at 25, and he's 28, living with his. He said it was simply because he wanted to make bank selling the house, end quote, and he, that he's more ready than ever to get married. But I can't help but feel this is a major step backwards for us. He said, we'll start looking for houses, again, quote, when the recession hits. Am I overthinking this? Love the pod. So this is a major red flag. Yeah, me. yeah. So he, she said, took it upon himself to sell our house. Did not consult her. Okay, a couple couple things. One, do they own the house together? She said ours, so like... Oh. Uh, probably not. I'm going to guess that he was the owner. title holder of the house. Right, and yeah. she probably lived, lived there. there and I'm sure invested money into it because you've, she's lived there for four years and, mm -hmm. you know, probably owned furniture and did house, you know. Right. Anyway, that's really annoying, first of all. Um, 
something like this that like I would totally not agree with. I mean, not saying in her position that I would disagree with Will if he had done this, but like if I was in disagreement about this and we were not married and he was going to sell our house that we'd lived in together without my consent, I'd be pretty pissed. Mm -hmm. And granted, if it's, if it's the guy's house, she technically illegally doesn't have a lot of say, but to me, I'm like, you're not really valuing my opinion. And that is a big red flag. Number mm -hmm. one, number two Oof, like living with his parents is a lot. Uh, I've had friends who did this post being married because okay. they were like working on their house or something. Sure. That's a stressful situation. And like my friends were married, mm -hmm. you know, like even when lo love my parents, love Will's parents, but even when we go and like stay out at my parents' house or go visit Will's parents for a week or so, there comes a point where we're like, we have to be in our own space. And mm -hmm. that's after like three days. That's just in general. I mean, like, you know that. You probably felt the same way about Caroline's parents. You're like. No, I totally loved every second of it. I promise. <laughs> I, hi, Glor. Um, oh, I know that Nancy listens to this podcast. It's fine. <laughs> I, that's just a lot. It's a lot. That's a big strain on somebody's relationship, totally. especially with no end in sight. It's one thing to be like, we're moving in for a couple months because mm -hmm. we've got a rental place, but we can't move in yet with a, with an indefinite, like he's trying to mark. time a recession. Like yeah. I know there's a lot going on globally, but like the, you know what you're never supposed to do is try to time anything, especially in, in markets, unless you're like a day trading candle trader. I'm also a side note and like all this with the caveat of, I don't know anything about, about the financial markets. I think that we've already established that pretty like mm -hmm. excessively on this podcast. I feel like I've said that a lot, but I am really getting sick of people being like, well, a recession is about to hit. I'm like, Okay. A recession's been about to hit for the Did last you 100 major years. major in economy at Oxford that I was unaware of? Like, stop telling me that you think the recession's going to hit. It's like the same shit that people talked about when COVID hit and be like, oh, house prices are going down. Uh, did they? No, they didn't, Sarah. Actually did the opposite, okay? Sarah. So Fucking bitch. <laughs> I, I just, that would also piss me off. And I, I, right. I think there's one thing to like plan to become recession proof if you're worried we're going to go into a recession, but being like, we're not going to buy a house. Until the recession hits, like AK, until house prices come down. Right. That's such a tough bet. Like for me, do, I'm like, should house prices like normalize? Sure. Right. Are they going to like crash? Uh, not with who's currently, it's not like people buying these things with risky mortgages. It's, it's banks with gigantic balance sheets, yeah. investing in homes, then renting them out to people. So, so like, unless you're, unless you're betting on like the literal financial collapse of the country, which there are people that do are doing that. Um, it's not going to come down 50%. Right. So that's the thing about selling a house, right? Is it happens in Austin a lot. I hear a lot of my friends saying this, uh, yeah, you can sell your house for a big profit. Great. But then you gotta buy another one. Right. And, and the housing market. The market is insane. is insane. For me, if I were her, I'd also be like, that's fine. If you don't want to buy a house again, fine. I think you and I are both on the same page about Correct, not buying about a house. Correct, about buying a right house. Now. Right. But 
You sure as hell better find a different living situation for us that does not include living with your parents. Yes, you have at to. At the age of 28. You, can, you Just like, um, this guy sounds like one of those, oh, if I rent at 28, I'm throwing money down the drain. Which it's also, like, again, there is no harm in living with your parents. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. I know that there's people doing it at the age of 28 for sure. different circumstances. But when you have a live-in girlfriend and you're living with your parents in a like non-temporary type situation mm-hmm. that's where i'm like this is something's up yeah i i totally agree not something's up like nefarious but i'm just like i don't think this guy thought it through and if he really valued her and her opinion like he would have consulted her on some of this or listened to what she said i i don't know if it's like i wouldn't call it a step back so much as i would be like maybe eye opening for her like if he's going to make yeah. these type of large life decisions without her input or listening to her input or what she wants. That to me is the biggest red flag. Agreed. And it's only going to strain it every day. Their relationship. Living with her parents. One, living with the parents, but two, like, you know, checking the markets being like, oh, it's going to happen today. Oh, going to happen to like, you, you can stare at the same price on Zillow for 30 days. And if it doesn't move or keeps going up, like, what do you, what do you do? It's just there. There. There's an in. Like you're. You're so right. There's an indefinite amount yeah. of time here, and that is brutal. Like you just. You the relationship just shouldn't be strained on something like that, especially after you've already lived together in a right. house that you all like, own. What What else is he going to make decisions about without her? Want you know her input? Like mm-hmm. if they move across the country, that he doesn't want kids one day. Like yeah, those are all things that. If someone made a decision like that and I had been dating them, I'd been like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, I won't do this. Um, yeah, I, that's that's tough. I, I, I just don't – This the, the selling of the house when you like don't have anything else lined up or, or don't have a plan to have anything else lined up is a huge red flag to me. Well, and I think it's it's very valid of her to bring these concerns to him and be like, yeah, we need to, we don't have to buy a house, but we need to find somewhere else to live. Agreed. Or whatever she wants. If that, if she's fine living with the parents, great. Uh, but if that, if she's not, that needs to be brought up. Also, the more than, uh, more than, more ready than ever to get married line with like still no ring on it. Yeah. Does that feel weird? That's to you? like a string along. That's a, yeah. I also get pissed when people are like, well, we'll buy a house when the recession hits. And I'm like, do you realize that the recession also will, if there is a recession, would also likely affect you? Like, Unless this guy is a cash under the mattress kind of guy. Yeah. like <laughs> I'm, I'm going to buy a house in cash with all the proceeds from our last house. Right. Sale. Like likely if a recession hits, there is a big chance it would affect many of us. Not just like very few yeah. people are recession proof. Correct. Very few people are trying to sell homes underwater if there's a gigantic recession that, like, yeah. especially after seeing what happened in the last one, home prices rebound, et cetera. There's, I, I, I'm concerned for this girl. I'm sorry. I'm concerned. Me too. I'm just thinking about her like having to like walk downstairs every day and like see her not even mother-in-law. No. And like. Well, I, she's, she's living with her parents. And he's living with theirs, but anytime they have to go together, right? They're at somebody's parents' house. 
It's like high school. I like if I were her, I'd be like, I guess I had that wrong. I thought she was living with his parents. Now I'm realizing that she's living with her. She's living with her, but But still, still, that's such a strain on a relationship to be at your parents' house constantly with a boyfriend that you were previously living with. And to me, I also think like, I don't know. I I just think this is red flag, red flag city. Red flag city. Um, you know what's an easy decision to make every day though? What? The decision to put on my Rothy's, Sally. Have you seen these things? I have seen them. Uh, I have the bone colored gum soles with a blue accent. And buddy, they are my, they are my like nice dinner that are not dress shoes, shoes. Yeah. They go with a lot of things. I wore them in Cabo, San Lucas. I remember, and um, we'll bring this up later, but like what color is bone? Ooh, teaser. Teaser. You're talking about like an off-white. Correct, yeah. off-white. Those, those looked great. Thank you very way. much. When it comes to shoes, Rothy's have got to feel as good as they look and guess what they do. Rothy's knit style and comfort into uh, every pair of super soft, perfectly cushioned shoes. Their signature sneaker has the classically cool look it goes with everything. The perfect mix of casual and elevated. I can attest. They're one-of-a-kind driving loafers, by the way, come in classic colors and eye-catching patterns made for the modern man. Men's Health Magazine said they were wowed by the sleek, upcycled shoes that look just as great as they feel. And guess what, Sally? They're all sustainably made, machine washable, and built to last. Literally, I, throw them, I just throw them in the, in the wash. Leave them yeah, out to dry. That's so great. They're incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, with my Rothy's right now, I'm in like a, a pants kick, like a chinos perhaps, mm-hmm. or like a, a dry tech kind of stretchy pant, maybe golf pants type of thing for after the round, put the, put, take the golf shoes off, put the Rothy's on, go hit the clubhouse. I'm there. Driving loafers too. I got to get my hands on those. I have the older edition of the driving loafer, but not the new ones with the little tassels on them. Oh, Real nice. I love a tassel. Love a good tassel. So if you want style, you want comfort, and a and a pair of shoes that does it all for you, Rothy's is your is is what you're looking for. Find out what all the hype is about. Discover your new favorite pair of shoes and get twenty dollars off your first purchase at rothys.com slash mail. That's R O T H Y S dot com slash M A I L for twenty dollars off your first order. Let's do the next one, Sally. Sally and Brett, I ran into this girl in my building a few times around Christmas, and we spoke riding the elevator, and I feel like we hit it off. I sort of know her best friend, but not well, so I texted her to see what her deal was, and she said she was seeing someone, so I dropped it. But then last night, I saw her on Bumble. Mm. And while I swiped right, her being very attractive, I don't want to risk my swipe getting buried under a sea of swipes from other guys and her never seen. What's my move here to work around Bumble? Do I text her friend again now that I know she's single? Do I follow her on Instagram and slide into her DMs, bearing in mind we haven't run into each other recently? Or do I just leave it to fate and hope Bumble does its thing or we run into each other again soon? Apartment crushes, Sally. I think uh, you be aggressive. 
BE aggressive. BE aggressive. I like the move of maybe texting the friend again and being like, hey, just thinking about so-and-so, match their own bumble. You want to- okay. You want to- um, Want to facilitate? Facilitate, put in a good word for me. Okay. Personally, I'm scared. I'm terrified kind of, to do that. I think that's flattering. Like, I know that you're okay. terrified, but like, what's the worst that's going to happen? She's going to she say said no. no. And yeah, that's true. And then, then it's like, at least I tried- um, maybe I'm not so terrified of it. I just feel like she'll think, be like, that's weird. So it's not, it's not a confidence issue as much as it's like a, I don't want to be creepy issue. I think, like, I think is creepy, it, or is it not creepy? To me, that wouldn't be creepy. Okay. I guess uh, creepy is relative to everyone. If right. you are like, a, creepy is a spectrum. Are, yeah. And it's hard to tell where you're at on that spectrum. I think that people like, Girls will be like, that guy was creepy if, like, he won't leave her the hell alone. Sure. I think, there's, I think you do – you swipe right on her on Bumble, and then you, you're you allowed to do one more thing to try to, like – So we either get to pick the Instagram DM or the friend Yeah, text. you don't – I think it comes off as a little overbearing if you do all of those things. If okay, you, agreed. If you friend her on Instagram and slide into her DMs, and you ask the friend, and you – did the bumble that's it's a little too much okay that's fair and you're hanging out in your common areas waiting for her to pass you again like that's <laughs> you're that's in the library in college yeah, waiting for like, waiting for her to walk by yeah you're driving past her house like slowly like chill out but i think i think you're allowed to do one extra step and be and pursue her okay uh i think i'm more comfortable with the friend angle because i like at least you will likely get an answer from the friend. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I noticed that Christina was like, I, uh, we matched on Bumble. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you didn't match. You only swiped her, I guess. Uh, saw she was on Bumble and would love to take her out. Like, Okay. You're kind of angling for a date versus being like, hey, the three of us should get a drink. Or, or that, you okay. know. Um, Sally's notoriously a grouper person. I mean, yeah, I, but I think that showing that you have confidence that you like want to pursue her, that's enough. You don't, mm -hmm. you know, if she says like, oh, I'll let you know, or, oh, she's not single. I need to tell her that her bumble's still up. Then maybe we drop it. Yeah. Then and, you're done. And leave it to the universe. But like you don't, there's also a chance that if he goes on Instagram and adds her on Instagram and DMs her. That like that also gets lost in the shuffle or to me, I like as somebody who has slid into somebody's DMs, technically will slid into mine. I, uh, <laughs> after I applied to be his girlfriend, uh, uh, it worked. I think that sometimes the Instagram DM, depending on what it is, can come off a little creepy. Totally. I think it depends on what you say, obviously. It totally depends on what you say. Um, but you and if I have talked about this before, responding to a story or something. That feels to me in the year of our Lord 2022 is sort of the equivalent to a swipe. Yeah. If you're single. Yeah. Right? Like that's kind of like the... But I think the like, it's it's hard to craft a message like, hey, saw you on Bumble and like I... Are you single again? That comes off yeah, desperate. No, no, like no, no, you no. don't want to do that whole thing. You could slide. You could be like something along. So maybe it's, you tie it back to your apartment, or I don't know. I, I like I. I don't think I've ever done 
that's not like a pointed ask of somebody like, yeah. a, hey, can you help me out with this? Like yeah. an Instagram DM slide. I don't think I've yeah. ever just been like, here's a pickup line. Like, yeah. go fish. I guess if you have game and you can like somehow make some joke about. Yeah, maybe like some joke about your apartment complex or like something about the elevator ride. That but you that's is why it, is it like, just the one elevator ride, by the way? Or is it is there is there anything? She's He's ran into her a few times around the building and they spoke in the elevator. So there's not like a lot to go off of. So that's why I'm wondering, like, how did you find her Instagram? Maybe he's been stalking her mail. Yikes. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, okay. I think, I think in this situation, there's been too little contact to go Instagram. I think you go through the friend. Yeah, I think you go through the friend. Okay. Well, let us know how it goes. Um, let's do the next one, Sally, shall we? Yes. Workplace etiquette. Here we go. Sally and or Brett, uh, both of us in this case, what are your thoughts on dealing with misogyny in an office setting? Here's the deal. I am a 25-year-old female in my first year as an attorney working in Charleston. Congrats on graduating law school. The two partners at the firm are both males and are definitely, uh, quote, good old boys, so to speak. They definitely favor my male coworker and go as far as to invite all the males in the office to lunch and none of the females. I've only ever been invited to lunch by a partner once or twice, but my male colleague is invited quite often. Sometimes I can even hear them discussing lunch plans within earshot of me. Additionally, my boss is often joking it up with my male colleague, but takes a more serious tone when talking to me. I know I'm the low man on the totem pole as a new attorney, but it's hard not to believe that there are ulterior motives happening. It's also difficult to not let it get under my skin. Please help, Sally. I am going to offer my support, but I'm going to bow out of the how to deal with misogyny in the workplace. Welcome to being a woman, Brett. Um, Step into my office. Um, unfortunately, it is 2022 and we're still dealing with this bullshit. Yeah. And um, I do not work in an office setting, but still deal with misogyny on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, the medical field in general, even though my profession is a little bit more dominated by women, mm -hmm. uh, nurse anesthetist, nursing, obviously much more dominated by women, um, there is still the overriding sense of male doctors knowing more being more important than a being female smarter, nurse than even a female doctor gotcha. but i have noticed um in my years in medicine that i have a lot easier time collaborating with female physicians and colleagues than I do with my male okay. colleagues, um, specifically male attendings. And part of that may be my own insecurity, but there are times where, just last week actually, um, I was in a situation where I suggested something and was shot down basically for care of a patient and, um, I knew I was right, but I also, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of right, right ways to do something in medicine. Um, I knew my way was what was safe and what I would have wanted. 
Um, my male physician told me I wouldn't have done that or I wouldn't have offered that. And I said, okay. Um, and we went with his plan of care. The patient was still fine and healthy mm. and safe. Um, I later talked to a female physician who was like, I would have absolutely done what you said. And I was like, okay. okay. And I, I personally, in that moment when he told me that, normally would stick up for myself and say like, mm -hmm. hey, I, I kind of feel strongly about this because of X, Y, Z, but didn't and just kind of like took it on the chin. And I think that that exists in every workplace, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, women have been having to try to shatter the glass ceiling for, I mean, since the beginning of time, but especially in the last like century as many more women are working and are working moms and, um, it, it kind of sucks for this girl and I get yeah. it. Like, especially like I'm, I'm attorney or like law profession. I feel like that's kind of a, a, a more conservative sort of well, and work, you know, not like not politically. I just mean like yeah, a, the like tradition is tradition, and tradition right. is rank very much exists as does sort of this prejudice against right. Uh, so a female attorney. My oldest sister and my youngest brother are both attorneys, and my sister was very lucky to have very strong female uh, mentors. Mm -hmm. and influences on her when she went into law, uh, including my aunt and what like had a mentor at the first law and every law firm she's basically been at now she owns her own law firm. Mm -hmm. Um, somebody to like look up to or go to, you know, to confide in or have be her mentor. And so that obviously is what I would normally suggest is like find the female partner but that's not the case here because right. they're both male. The other thing is too that sucks about being a woman is normally if you're a woman at the top, you've had to step on other women to be where you are because you have to be cutthroat and a bitch is what people would say to achieve the shit you need to achieve, mm. which really sucks because like women should be supporting women. But sometimes when you know that they're only going to probably – Take one woman partner. You got to be the one that they want to take. I mm -hmm. So there's just a whole bunch of shitty stuff that goes along with this. And I can't tell you that you're going to change society. And I can't tell you that everything's going to be fine because it's not. Um, the best thing to do, in my opinion, is to continue doing your job really well. Mm -hmm. And normally I would also suggest like, also trying to get one of these partners to be your mentor or like asking them out to lunch. I was going to say, you maybe know, manage up and say, do you want to go to lunch? Yeah. Like I'd really like to pick your brain about something. Mm -hmm. um, on the flip side, when I read this, I was like, also, it's so funny because this whole like good old boys club only inviting the males out, but then also like joking with the guys, but taking a serious tone with her. It's funny because I think they're like, well, I don't want to get sued for sexual harassment and like make a joke in front of her. So then there's the other part of like you're ostracizing women because you don't want to offend them, yeah. which can be more offensive. Yeah. 
So Which it's, I, uh, to be honest, I've probably been guilty of something like that. Yeah. Like I gotta, I gotta tone it down in front of a female coworker because right. it's not a locker room. Yeah. I'm used to a locker room. Right. And, and that's introspectively like wrong. And I, I, I'm sorry for that kind of shit. Right. But, I think this is a multifaceted issue that has been, you know, taking decades to solve that probably will never fully be solved. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, my best advice to this girl, not being an attorney and, you know, is just as much as I hate saying this, like, I think the best thing is to probably put her head down work. And then it's not like you're going to become a partner at that firm. Likely it's clearly a small, tiny firm, Mm -hmm. but a lot of attorneys, especially in the beginning, right after law school, take like entry level jobs, their associates, they put their head down, they work a shit yeah, time. You got to work a hundred hours a week. And then the, your next step is your you next start job. It's yeah. absolutely okay to say mm-hmm. during the interview, like finding a company that has a lot more female presence or even a female, you know, partners only or a CEO or whatever. Mm-hmm. And even saying like, I am drawn to this company because my last company didn't feel super women friendly. That exists too. Like, I think that there's the flip side of like, there are, my sister now owns a law firm that's her and two other women. Not that they would be against having males, but that was like who she surrounded herself with at work. Mm-hmm. Like that was her, it's her mentor and her like one of her best friends from work. They like left and started their own thing. Being a woman sucks sometimes. There's a lot of, there's so many things I could go into about this. There's so many things about like being a working mom that's terrible um, that we do and we make the sacrifice for. And that not that I don't think that Will makes a ton of sacrifices for our son too, but I think that there is a different level of sacrifice when you are the mom. Um, yeah, totally, totally. There's just <laughs> there's a lot of stigma too that yeah. is attached to working there's, moms, and there's a lot of there's a lot of things that it's like, oh, well, you're you now you're at work and you're not at home. Like, yeah. what are you doing? And that's going to exist for another probably fifty years until that's sort of like, yeah weeded out of the workplace type of thing and so i mean, i don't i don't think there's any easy answer to this to no this there's not and i think her recognizing the problem is probably something that every woman went through at some point in her career but like likely early on in mm. her mid-20s when she realized like oh this sucks <laughs> and there, there are things you can do to change it, like being being great at your job and being, you know, um, ambitious and making opportunity for yourself is always mm-hmm. going to help. Yeah. And I it mean, sucks that your male colleague probably doesn't have to do the same thing. It sucks. Um, that that doesn't mean at all that her male colleague is bad at his job or he's not. Oh, sure. The, the best way to, to to fix these problems, male or female, is to be great mm-hmm. and to 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 be exceptional at something and that right. usually helps in massaging any cultural instability or cultural norms or right things that exist which they do I'm, I'm no doubt but in a vacuum being great tends to help you uh break those things yeah, that are in I place. mean yeah it sucks I and it's it's really hard to not let it get you down yeah and if you're a male coworker out there of a female in your workplace maybe she's your rank or below you or above you um always good to 
take them to lunch or talk to them at a at a conference or something and and just sort of be uh be a sounding board and yeah. be be a be a friend be, be a, a friend colleague. be a friend be a colleague be uh lifting each other up because that's going to help the not only the company that's going to help you that's going to help her in in different situations so i'm just trying to think from the from the male perspective here yeah. um and just don't don't be an asshole yeah especially managing when you when you do manage down don't be an asshole yeah all right, Sally, let's do the next one. Okay. Sally, this one's for you. What color are your bones? For context, I just got done reading a random article that claimed that Accutane turns your bones green. And I remember you had recently discussed being on Accutane. Sally, are your bones green? <laughs> this is such a random question, and I love it, uh, which is, is why I made... We, need, we, we did talk about doing the medical episode, where it's just like, ask Sally your medical questions. Yeah. Uh, okay. a preview. Here's I a have never preview. seen a green bone. Okay. Ooh, okay. Do you see bones a lot? I see bones fairly often. Okay. Um, not like every day, but like weekly. Weekly. You know, like, I that's do a, orthopedics that's a bone. probably weekly. Um, I've never seen a green bone. Okay. I think what this person's referring to is that bones can take on what they call like a khaki color. Ooh, interesting. I mean, like think about khaki. Yeah. That that would like a greenish hue. Sure. I have never heard of this with Accutane. Okay. Um, I'm assuming it has something to do with the vitamin A and like how it reacts with your body. I, when I saw this question, I went and did a little cursory internet search. And the only thing that I've heard about turning your bones khaki color is the uh, antibiotic tetracycline. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't know how much of it you'd have to be on, but I've seen broken so it's you know your bones aren't like they're not going to pick up like if you eat like a blueberry they're not going to pick up the color in in your food no right? and your bones are not like stark white like a skeleton mm -hmm. um because there is blood supply to them so it, normally they're like a it depends on what bone it is and how thick it is etc cetera, etc cetera. but normally they're like a pale they're like a white with like some pale pink or even pale yellow like coloration because of either the surrounding fat tissue or blood supply, et cetera. Gotcha. But like I'm looking at this Gatorade bottle right now that's like very green. Like your bones are not that color. <laughs> even even if like a drug like Accutane, which again, I'm going to have to go find. I have read the thing about tetracycline, turns it a little bit color. It would be more of a tint than like. Mm -hmm. Than like a, your bones are green. Right. And then there is like where, you know, we do a lot of toe amputations. Oh my gosh. For people who have like diabetic foot ulcers and uh, stuff like okay. that. Yeah. Those bones that are like have no blood supply tend mm -hmm. to be like wider with like a grayer tint because they've lost blood supply. Got it. Yeah. That's asked Sally. Wow. You know what they say, Sally? What? When the bones are good, the rest don't matter. Wow. Okay. You know what else they say? What? If you're going to go out of the country and you want to watch, I don't know, live sports perhaps, or you have a streaming service that you really want to watch while you're on vacation in Cabo, you need NordVPN. You know who's using NordVPN starting uh, next week? Who? Me and Will. Because Where are you going? Love Island UK is coming back on, oh, and we got to get Sky. Got to get Sky. Guess or no, sorry, not Sky, ITV. We have to get well, ITV. Guess how you can do that. NordVPN. Yeah. It's easy to use. You connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero click protection. What a VPN does, it has, it has 
5,500 servers in 60 countries. You find a server near you for better speed or connect to a faraway location to freely explore the internet as if you're in another country exploring the internet. Again, amazing speeds confirmed by the speed tests. NordVPN is the fastest VPN on the market and you can put it on six devices. One, uh, excuse me, on every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac, and Linux, even your Android TV supports Nord. Like we said, you can access from anywhere. Don't miss your favorite content from home when traveling abroad. You know what I did is when Letterkenny was only available on Crave TV in Canada, mm-hmm. VPN'd up to Toronto. Yeah, I'm going to VPN know. like I'm in London. Watch London, this Love London. Island 10-week season, baby. London, Toronto, wherever you might be. Maybe Winnipeg, Manitoba. Who knows? Uh, just takes one click. Like we said, open the map, click on the location, and you'll be connected in seconds. It is that easy. No more bandwidth throttling based on traffic type since NordVPN encrypts all traffic. Your internet service provider cannot slow down your streaming speed. How about that? Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash mailinpod and use code mailinpod to get up to a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus free threat protection plus one additional month for free. How about that deal? That's a deal. Completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, get a huge discount off of your Nord VPN plan, plus free threat protection, plus one additional month for free by going to nordvpn.com slash mailinpod with code mailinpod. How about the last one, Sal? You ready? Okay. Hey, guys. I am traveling to the UK, speaking of London, in the fall for my very first international flight and in desperate need of tips for making that trip run smoothly. Also very overwhelmed with where to go in England and Scotland. Sally, I know you and Will have been, so if you have any additional advice on traveling and or where to go, I would appreciate the help. Okay. I love this. Scotland, Sally. Love the UK. Okay. So um, first of all, My number one thing about traveling internationally, if you're going to go cross Atlantic or even cross Pacific, transatlantic, trans-Pacific. Anyway. I think you got there. uh, If you can afford to upgrade. Let me upgrade you. Do it. Especially on the way there. Because a lot of these flights are going to be red eyes and you're going to get there in the morning. And Mm -hmm. if you can sleep on the flight, you put yourself in a good position yep. there's also like a lot of research about how to avoid jet lag apparently one of the things that i don't want to believe in because i love having snacks on the flight is fasting during the flight interesting because it like throws off your body um okay. and if you're in a fasted state and you can sleep it's like mimicking your own i was gonna say not only do you like snacks on the plane you like full-on spreads on the plane yeah i yeah as somebody who's made a cheese board on the flight before um and Will and I, when we went, we upgraded ourselves, which was like a huge plus. It was great. Mm-hmm. Here's what I will say. Normally, international flights tend to be a little bit more comfortable than like your normal commercial stuff. So a lot of sure. times they'll still have like in-flight entertainment and um, your your traditional seat will basically feel like a comfort plus seat right. in the in the lowest of economy. But if you can upgrade to comfort plus, or really get bougie and upgrade to business, like mm-hmm. that's going to be awesome. It's not necessary, but it's a nice, uh, what what Will and I always do if we're going to upgrade is like we, before the flight, we're like, okay, 
What's the most you're willing to spend mm -hmm. for an upgrade? Set a budget. And then if if it's within your budget, great. But if it's outside of it, you just have a hard no. So you say like, I'm willing to pay $200 mm -hmm. to upgrade. And if you can't, you can't. Uh, I One of my friends who travels a lot, and I don't know which airline this is through, but you there are certain airlines, especially if they haven't sold their business class seats, you can mm -hmm. like bid on it before. Oh, cool. And okay. so again, you can ask for an upgrade, but like it's like 48 or 72 hours out and say like, I will pay this much for the upgrade. Mm -hmm. And then you know if you got it like right before, like gotcha. 24 hours before. Yep, okay. So that's a nice way to do it too. But obviously sleeping on the flight there is going to be your best bet because you want to be able to like wake up refreshed in the morning. So do you have any try tips for doing that? not to drink. Red wine and ambient. Maybe, maybe some red wine. Shit again. Little... Little Benadryl. If you've got Ambien, great. I do not suggest taking Ambien if you've never taken it before on a flight. Nor it's do a, I suggest mixing them with do, alcohol. No, never mix with alcohol, but also never take Ambien for the first time on a flight. Because like stuff affects you differently when you're in that altitude. Don't. <laughs> I had a friend who like straight up hallucinated on the way to Italy oh taking Ambien for the first time because she was like trying to sleep and it just... <laughs> I used to take Ambien when I was working nights and yes. like Will and I would joke that when I took it, I would go to the forest because I would be like for like the last right before I go to sleep, I would be like basically dreaming, but I was still awake and I would like we would be on the phone. This is when we were first started dating and he would like ask me all the shit yeah. that I didn't even remember. Oh, so my it was God. like That's so, so easy for him to be like, what do you really think about me? And I just had like no filter and just would talk about whatever. Do you know what it's funny there is, is like I remember as a, a kid. Like when you're, or even like today, if you're doing like a sleepover with somebody and you're just talking until you fall asleep, uh -huh. the last like three minutes for me, I do the same thing. Yeah. Where it's, I am, I'm, I'm in a dream Yeah. and somebody will ask me a question and I'll, I'll just say so, totally off. Like, right. yeah, it's weird that there's that like kangaroo over there. Like, yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, there is a good little snippet in the book why we sleep about jet lag and sleeping and how melatonin helps so okay melatonin is a great way to sleep set yourself to that clock and then obviously when you get there you're trying to like not nap and stuff you're trying to like just adjust mm -hmm. um anyway uh one of my favorite things that we did and this again was could have been better had I not gotten so drunk on the flight was that we, the first thing we did when we got there was like, we went straight to a soccer game. Um, oh, and okay. so if just you're like drop in your the UK, mm -hmm, if you're in the UK and you can go to a soccer match, even if you're not a soccer fan, it's like such an experience because you go, we went to a Chelsea game and you, and we're going to do that this fall too. We haven't mm. decided which game we're going to yet because the schedule's not out yet, but, um, we went to a game when you like are a ticket holder. You could, there are certain bars only you can get into. And like we met these random Americans who happened to know my sister when we were there, like ran into them. No way. Like we That's like started insane. talking and then realized that he was from Austin. It was like a whole thing. Wow. Anyway, it's really fun mm -hmm. that like the British fans are wild and it's such a big deal there. It's like going to like one of the like a, just a really fun intense sporting event mm -hmm. um so we had a great time there but because i was a little jet lagged and i didn't sleep the whole flight like i should have and i was too excited and like drinking champagne <laughs> i fell asleep at the game <laughs> oh whoopsie because i was a little intox um 
we loved London and we in Scotland and London, we had the um, advantage of having friends who lived there. Sure. So we did a lot of stuff that my friend was like, what are you doing? Like <laughs> we went to Buckingham Palace. She was like, I have literally never been to Buckingham. No I, way. Yeah. You, um, can't really, you can't really go, right? You can just like walk no, around. No, we like there. walked around yeah. and it was during the changing of the guard, which was like a nightmare to go to because there was like a bajillion people. It's like when they, uh, the yeah. band marches in and whatever. Um. Anyway. You can, you can, by the way, something I think we missed on the front end of this question, which is becoming more and more, and more popular and certainly helped us out with Cabo is travel agents. Yes. So a travel agent's always going to be able to tell you like fun activities that Especially are worth it. Especially with international too, because there's uh -huh. a lot of like little things, passport, COVID, et cetera, yeah. that it's like, oh, that's really good information to have. Yeah. Slash like transportation, maybe an Uber is not going to be super accessible. London's probably different, but. So the good thing about the UK in general is mm -hmm. if you are a United States passport holder, you get to bypass a lot of, the customs lines oh, see, there you just go. straight from the US or Canada. Um, yeah. So that saved us a lot of times in customs. And then the one thing that Will and I did not do that I was told to do that we didn't do and wasted, we wasted so much money and time was we took Ubers everywhere and we should have been taking the underground. Oh, the tube. So the, many people the were tube, like, it? take the tube. It's very easy to navigate. Yep. Obviously, the bonus of being in the UK is that everyone speaks English. So if you're lost, you can ask for help. Yep. But if you fly into Heathrow, there's like an actual train that just takes you from Heathrow into the middle of London. And we spent a shit ton on an Uber. It was so dumb because we were like, we don't want to have to figure it out. We have our bags and da, da, da. It was like yeah. everyone there is like traveling with bags. It's not a big deal at all. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who doesn't really do deal with public transportation much at all, I felt like it felt really intimidating. But Afterwards, everyone was like, "You're so dumb." Like, yeah, that's the move. New York, should. New York needs one. Yeah, they. I mean, I guess they sort of like you can get on three different trains to get from JFK right. to, to Manhattan, and same thing with, with LaGuardia, like LaGuardia, you get to two different trains, I guess. Yeah, but if there's a tube that takes you around places, to use that. It. We spent so much money on Ubers. It was it was absurd. And looking back, I was like, that was really dumb. We could have mm -hmm. saved. So do that. Research that before. People are really willing to help you. Um, and a lot of stations are like only a couple blocks away and can take you places. Sure. Um, other thing about transportation is absolutely use the train system to get to Scotland. So we took a train. Uh, it's the – it's called – the I was just looking it up. Hold on. The <laughs> London Northeastern Rail, I think, is what it's actually called. Ah, uh, uh, yes, the L E R. Uh, the L N E R. Oh shoot. Okay. Um, we took a train from London to Edinburgh. It was like probably a four and a half hour train ride. It was so enjoyable. We got first class tickets. Nice. We like drank tea and read books and we were both so hungover. I feel like it's like one of those trains that it's like kind of stuck in the 1930s or something like that where it's very beautiful. Um, And it, well, I mean, the train car itself was fine, but we went to King's Cross and like mm -hmm. it, that was so easy. You forget like. You don't have to do shit at a train station. You literally just like go through and like get on. You don't even have to like, I don't even know if we went through security. No, or there's certainly none so of it. And there's not, still none of it in like Penn Station too, which is like, oh, it's kind of. So like we literally, you like walk up the trains there. You get on the train 10 minutes before. It's not like an airport where you have to be there no. like two hours ahead of time. It's crazy. You put your bag on and it was so enjoyable. That train itself was really pretty because like 
once we got, you basically go up the coastline for part oh, of it, which sick. was really beautiful. Okay. And um, we just enjoyed the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. London places, one of our favorite restaurants that we went to that was actually, we went to in Edinburgh, but is a big London place. There's a bunch of locations is the Indian place to Shum. Okay. I've talked about their it's chai in, uh, tea a lot. They have Edinburgh, like right? an unlimited chai tea when you get there. It's delightful. Oh, I fuck with chai tea. I would, if if there's chai tea at an Indian restaurant, I'm, you better yeah. believe I'm there. Uh, UK in general has great Indian food. Um, Big Indian population, right? Yes. And because India used to be one of their provinces. Uh, the British Raj, I believe. So they, that's like a lot of, a lot of like what our Indian food dishes are, are from mm-hmm. the UK. So like tikka masala and all that stuff is like really like was popular. It's kind of like Tex-Mex yeah. is here where we like think it's Mexican food, but like it's totally different than interior Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Um, We also walked everywhere everywhere like we one of our favorite days will and i we were staying kind of in chelsea and we just walked around hyde park and like uh near buckingham palace and then we were like over in kensington i mean we walked yeah. probably like 10 miles which okay. was so enjoyable i mean slow. i love i love that it's because the weather is not going to be it's not like walking in austin for 10 miles no and honestly we were there in end of December and oh, January yeah, and it was Christmas. like yeah, cold, yeah. but not horrible. Yeah. And we, you know, we would stop in and like, we had tea somewhere and then we went to a bar somewhere. So we would like walk Grab a little a bit and then we would yeah. stop. Um, so pack comfortable shoes. But the, I think that's honestly such a great way to see a city, especially a walkable city is like, we just would walk through the park. Uh, we walked over to big Ben. We just walked everywhere. Okay. I'm going to wrap it for you. Uh, my cultural knowledge of London and you tell me slash this person like, yes or no worth it. Ready? Okay. Big Ben. Uh, we did the walk. Mm-hmm. We didn't go into Big Ben, and it was also under construction. When we were there, okay. so eh. Buckingham Palace. Uh, cool to see. Don't go during um the changing of the guard. Okay, but like I liked seeing it. We just literally walked past it. We did like a walk that was like by Buckingham Palace through that park. Let me figure out what the name of it is. Something Gardens, right? Um, yeah, and then um, hold on. Uh, then you walk like basically over and then you're at Big Ben. So it's, yeah, hold on. I'm like, I'm botching this so bad. Buckingham Palace. Well, okay, while you going. think, yeah. L- London Eye. Uh, we walked past it. We did not go on it. Did not do it. I think I, that would be cool to do. I think it would be cool to do. There were like, if you want to like really blow money and like be in your own pod, but I was like not in the vibe of like oh, being yeah. with other people. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Okay. We walked through uh, St. James's park and then you gotcha. like end up gotcha. over by Westminster Abbey and big Ben and all of that. So that was kind of cool to see. Cause you're like over in Westminster, which was like all of that's right there. So you like basically walk from Buckingham palace through the park basically to the river. And then that's where big Ben okay. is in Westminster Abbey. we, went by all of those and like saw them but we obviously didn't go in gotcha which was um worth it and you're by the london eye right there too got it the last one i have before i have two one what's the what's the shopping is it bond street bond street bond street uh yes we didn't go there that's like we're luxury shopping kind of yeah situation and then lastly have you heard of the city of london yes so we didn't go over to the city of london we did go over to the tower of london and tower bridge which people think is london bridge but it's not gotcha it was like fine. We did the crown jewels and everything. Well, I was like, we should just go do it. We had time to kill. I was mm-hmm. like, eh. 
Uh, the city of London is quite interesting. It's basically it serves, if you're unfamiliar, it's like, a, it's sort of like what Monaco is to France. It's sort of this j tiny independent sort of country that is sovereign in London, but really nowhere else. Yeah. That's been around for thousands yeah. of years. Uh, cool, like mis mystery, kind of like Kings or Knights Templar crusades type of history there. Yeah, so did. I would check. That's something I would check out. We did. I I really liked doing tea. Was like kind of expensive, but we like went to like kind of a bougie one and like had a great time. Mm -hmm. And then we were in Edinburgh, which I loved, love, love, love Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. um, again, so many places to go. Oh, there's like old town and new town, and a lot of that you can literally just walk through everything. That's sick. It feels like you're in Harry Potter. And then we went up to. Um, the Cairngorms and like popped around there mm -hmm. to the five farms and stuff like that. I love the UK. I think there's so many things to do. something in Scotland that you're like, I need to go back and do it again. Or maybe it was well, like, I thought it was something like outdoors with, with mountains or. Well, so we were in Scotland and, um, yeah, I mean, it's called the Highlands is basically yeah, like anything yeah. above like north of Edinburgh. And we stayed at a little place on the edge of the Cairngorms, which is the park. Um, but like everything there is just insanely green and you just like go on walks. That's like a thing. You just Sounds like tight. walk and like see sheep and like hang out. London is very, or England, I guess the UK is very much on my list to do for one golf and two, mm -hmm. like sort of my hereditary history yeah. journey going to Oxford and, and whatnot. We are going through London before we go to Italy, like mm -hmm. to and from, cause, uh, there's a nonstop flight from Austin to London. And that was like the yeah. easiest way to get. So there is. British and Airways the, does and one the Netherlands and, now, I think, right? Or Germany or something like something like that. KTM just opened up. Uh KLM has one KLM, through the uh through Amsterdam. And then I think Lufthansa has one directly to Frankfurt. But Austin right. has a direct on British Airways and on Virgin now. Virgin just that, like yep, I saw that just just opened up. But we're going to do another soccer game and then we'll probably go to dinner, maybe at Sketch because we didn't do it last time and mm -hmm. we kind of regretted it. But if anybody has any other – actually, I need – the we can finish the episode here because I'm okay. done telling uh, London telling, UK. Telling is, tales of London. Which I like, love. And this person, you're welcome to DM me and I can give you more in depth. Um Will and I are supposed to go to D.C. in three weeks. I've never been. Oh, interesting. We're visiting some friends. I love D.C. I would love if anybody wants to slide into my DMs and tell me where I should go and Ooh, what I should okay. do. I will tell you some recommendations off mic, too. Yeah. I had some of my favorite dinners and favorite, like, bike riding around D.C. was yeah. beautiful. So. I mean, it's going to be toasty, but it's, it's also toasty It's a hot one. It's a here. swampy one, too. It's like going to Houston. Yeah, but like we live in Texas. It's not like yeah. I'm like coming from like northern Michigan where I'm like, oh my God, it's so hot. <laughs> like I'm coming from hot to hot. It's whatever. Yeah. All right. Deal. Uh, slide into Sally's DMs and tell her where to go in the District of Columbia. Mm -hmm. We'll get out of here and see you next week. Uh, anything else before we jump out, Sal? No, I'm sorry I rambled about the UK stuff. I love it so much. I'm so jealous that this person's going to be there the whole time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a UK trip planned. Yeah. Probably a golf trip. Uh, for us, though, We'll see you next week. Subscribe, rate, five stars, review, tell a friend about the podcast at the hotline number to leave a voicemail. There are a bunch of voicemails I have to get to, so maybe we'll do a voicemail-heavy episode next week. 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245.
Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mailin Podcast. Speaking of Twitter, Sally, where can the folks find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brett Merriman, a.k.a. Schmerriman at both those platforms. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Oh, actually. You won't be here next I week. I won't be here next week. It will be Will and I So if you've, if you've listened to this far and, and skipped me before I said bye, you've missed the secret announcement, but here's a secret announcement. It's going to be Will and Sally. Send Next your week, okay. couples couples therapy on the on the podcast. Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> uh, so I'll see you guys in two weeks, Sally and Will. We'll see you guys next week. I'll be in Montana. Till then, bye bye. Bye.